Hi, welcome to BTM Podcast. Um, this is our little new segment called Ask Pastor Dennis. This is a segment where people from BTM can send in their questions to Pastor Dennis and he will answer them using scripture, using his built-up knowledge and wisdom from his years of ministry. Um, and he's going to be trying to answer your questions to the best of his ability and by the grace of God. And uh, so today's first question is going to be, should a Christian engage in politics? And so here's Pastor Dennis with the answer. All right. Um, I think this is a really good and a really um, important question, um, especially for the times that we live in right now. Um, really, there's there's a, a national debate that's happening um, on morality right now in our nation, um, but it's really happening primarily in the in the in the realm of politics. Um, you know, people are asking these questions. You know, is is homosexuality a good thing? Is you know, what's wrong with divorce, or do I need to get married, right? Or what about abortion? Or there's there's so many moral questions um, that are being debated all throughout the nation. Um, but again, if you're if if we're not engaging in politics, we're largely um, irrelevant to this debate, right? Unless people come into church and listen to us. Um, so I I actually think it's really important for Christians to engage in politics, um, but in the right way. And that's, that's an important distinction, because I think we've all seen how, you know, sometimes even very well-meaning people um, engage in politics, um, but really they're, they're offended, and, and they're just offending everybody else, and, you know, there's no love or grace that's communicated, um, and I don't think any of us want to, you know, engage in it in that sense. Um, so it's important to know, you know, how to do it. Um, but it's also important that we know that we are supposed to do it. And, I, you know, I think um, I just want to take a couple of minutes to explain why I think the Bible is really clear about that. I don't think this is an ambiguous issue um, at all biblically. And, um, you know, we see a very clear example, I think, from both Jesus and the apostles and all the biblical prophets, pretty much. Um, they all speak into very controversial issues of their times, time, um, things that we would consider political in nature. Um, you know, the prophets, um, you know, Jeremiah is calling the nation, you know, to repentance over and over for all of its, all these various sin issues. Um, you know, we did, we're, we're doing a Bible study this week about how Jeroboam, you know, um, you know, he set up a, an alternate form of, of uh, an alternate site of worship for political reasons. And, um, you know, and, and the prophets were sent to, to condemn his sin and to say that, no, this is not okay. And so they were speaking very controversial issues. And that's exactly what you see with um, Jesus as well, right? He, you know, um, the biggest controversy of Jesus' day was, was surely um, Roman rule over Israel, and, you know, do you support the Romans, or are you against the Romans, and, you know, you had the, the, the Sadducees and the tax collectors, you know, really on one side, and they were more pro-Roman, they had lots of relationships, they benefited a lot from Roman rule, um, and then you had, you know, the Zealots on the other side, and, and these people were, were constantly trying to provoke um, Israel to, to revolt and rebellion, and, um, and what you see is that they actually tried to trap Jesus on this question, they asked him, you know, should we pay taxes to Caesar, um, you know, when he's brought before Pilate, he's accused of, of leading a revolt, you know, being an insurrectionist. And so you see these places that Jesus has put in on this controversy, and I think he speaks pretty clearly into them. He says, yes, pay taxes to Caesar. You know, he says, 
um, you know, love your enemies and, and pray for those who persecute you. And, you know, if they force you to go one mile with them, go two miles. This is something that Roman soldiers were known to do. They would make Jews carry um, carry things for them. And if someone asks for your shirt, you know, give them your coat as well. If someone strikes you on the cheek, turn to them your, your other cheek. This is all this is all things that happened. You know, Roman soldiers would, would abuse and, and use um, Jews of their day. And, and Jesus is, is clearly coming against um, the position of the zealots who would say, you know, fight them. We need to fight them. And Jesus is saying, no, love them, right? Serve them. It's like a, he's coming in a totally different spirit. I'm sure when he was saying some of these things, um, he had he was no doubt offending and making a lot of, of people very upset um, with his position on this stuff. Um, and he's spoken to another, uh, uh, you know, other controversial issues like resurrection. You know, in Jesus' day, that was the biggest, you know, religious political controversy in the nation. He spoke really clearly about it. And he said, Sadducees, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, you're, you're wrong because you don't understand God or his, or his word. Um, no doubt, he was very offensive um, to many people. But what you see is that he doesn't shrink back from that. You never get the sense that Jesus is, you know, speaking out of personal offense or hurt. Um, but he doesn't shrink back from saying things that are potentially offensive when it touches on important kingdom truths. And, and that's the important part. And what he does is he doesn't just leave it in the realm of politics. So, for example, when you know, he's tested on taxes, he says, you know, give to Caesars, render to Caesars what's Caesars, right? Meaning pay your taxes, right, to Rome. But, he says, give your hearts to God. And so what he's constantly doing, he's saying, look, there is a right political position on this, right? We pay our taxes, but... What's far more important is the spiritual reality, which is that we give our hearts to God. And I think that that's our position, you know, as Christians speaking out in our culture, is that, yes, we are going to take political positions insofar as they touch on areas of biblical morality and values, um, but our, our emphasis is always going to be on the more important nature of the kingdom of God. And, and, and that's really important. That keeps us, you know, from getting down in the political mud and just slinging insults at people and, and trying to win these political values at the expense of winning people's hearts and things like that. So I think that's, that's really important. Um, you know, the other example that we see is, you know, of modern day prophets, um, you know, people like Martin Luther King Jr. And, and William Wilberforce, both of them, you know, were Christians who got convictions about the evil of racism you know, and in their times, what they were speaking out against was extremely controversial. You know, I'm sure many Christians were very offended at their message, and, and many non-Christians as well. Um, but they just felt convicted by the Lord to speak out forcefully against these things, despite um, the offense and despite, you know, the, the the seeming division that it would cause. And, and what we saw with both of them is both of them had an incredible impact on their nation. But God used both of them to turn um, the hearts of the nation um, and really eradicate slavery um, and and discriminate, discriminatory laws um, from the culture, which is amazing. And I think that they provide a great example of how we're to speak into these areas, but without offense, um, forgiving those who wrong us and honoring them, even though we're dishonored. Um, I think they really provide a great example, and we see also how God used them to shift the nation. And that's, that's the other part of this. I think a lot of believers, um, they don't have a belief that God wants us to, to fight you know, for righteousness in our culture. I think that sometimes we can have, you know, more of a, a fatalistic attitude, like, you know, God's will is going to be done no matter what. Or sometimes, you know, some people have a, a theology that says, well, everything's going to get worse and worse and worse, and there's really nothing that we can do about that. I think I think both of those um, positions really misunderstand um, the sovereignty of God and what our responsibility as believers are. Um, no, I, I think the, a better understanding is that we are to engage in speaking truth to our culture, that we are to stand up 
um, for, for unpopular truths. And we are to call, you know, people to repentance. And in Acts 17, you know, Paul says God commands everyone, everywhere, um, to now repent. And, and I think that that's an important aspect of the church, that we have to be loud about God's standards of truth and God's standards of what's right or wrong. We can't shrink back from that and attempt to just, you know, be as, as, as you know, as not giving offense, you know, to be so afraid to offend people. Um, but you just don't see that example in the biblical figures. You see that they, they they're, they're oftentimes, they offend people a lot and they get persecuted for that offense. Right? That's exactly what they get persecuted about. And I think a huge reason why we don't see a lot of offense or persecution against the church in America is really because we're not speaking out on these controversial issues really forcefully. Um, you know, some, some of us are, I, I don't want to say all, but I think for the most part, a lot of Christians have bought into this mentality that we're, we need to be, you know, as nice and as kind as possible um, and really try and you know, diminish or hide the aspects of God's law or his character that might be offensive, um, you know, so that we can win people. And, I, you know, I, lo- I love the heart of that, which is that we, we have an evangelistic heart and we're trying, we're ultimately trying to do good. But I think that when we, you know, try and do good um, by doing things that really aren't biblical, I, I think it doesn't bear great fruit. And I think that's what we've seen um, is that so many churches have really lost their prophetic um, mandate, the prophetic zeal um, to stand for righteousness and to be passionate about holiness. Um, and they've started to compromise on so many things precisely because you start to introduce a spirit that's really about pleasing people, you know, and and I, you know, I, I think that the scripture warns us that's really dangerous to do. So, just as a, as a last point, you know, I think, um, you know, people are like, well, does that mean every Christian needs to be like a Republican? And I don't necessarily think that's the case. You know, personally, I, I very much, um, you know, align more with, with Republicanism right now than, and than with the Democrat Party. Um, but really, it, it's about the convictions of our hearts, right? And there's, we don't have a loyalty to a party. We have loyalty to, to truths, to biblical truths. Um, whichever party, you know, aligns more with biblical truth, I think we're obligated um, to support uh, but only insofar as we have conviction over those truths. You know, I, I, I don't think it, it does us a service to, to ally completely with one party, um, but to really not understand why we're doing it or what the, what the convictions are they're doing. It's far more important that we get convictions about what's important, you know, like on abortion. I think abortion is one of the most important issues today, and it's far more important that we get a conviction on why abortion is evil then we we just vote in the, in that direction. So I, I always encourage believers. The most important thing is really seek the Lord on what's right and what's wrong on these controversial issues of our times, um, and get get conviction from His heart. Um, and then speak, you speak out in the areas where you have conviction, and you vote insofar as you have conviction on those issues. I think that's far more important than just trying to get every Christian to to vote Republican or something like that. Amazing insight from Pastor Dennis. Um, I really liked what you said about, you know, we speak into politics, but then we always bring it back around relating it to the kingdom of God. Um, and another thing I just wanted to add to what Pastor Dennis was saying was our, our battle is not against people. It's not against flesh and blood, but it's against the rulers. It's against the cosmic powers of darkness, the principalities, the de- the demonic systems of power that are at work right now. Um, so we're not going against people, but we're going against the systems, the demonic systems of power that are playing against um, the church and the kingdom of God here on earth. And so, yeah, 
So this is the first episode of our Ask Pastor Dennis podcast. Um, if you have questions, please submit them to burningtreetkc at gmail.com. Um, we love questions that are specific, um, questions that attack, you know, um, maybe a nuance of certain things or your own personal questions that you may have regarding this issue. Um, we're really hoping and praying that this podcast will be able to be a blessing for people, even being an open door for people to really study, research, and pray into these very things themselves. And so as you're going through that quest, please feel free to email your questions to burningtreetkc at gmail.com. I'm your host, Nick King, and uh, we'll, we'll see you next time.